It's Ready Newark on 107.8 FM for this Thursday night. Uh, Phil here with you and joining me this evening from Bowman House, uh, Kathy Lowe and Louise Sinclair. Good evening to you both. Good evening. Hi, Phil. It's nice to see you and nice to talk to you. I can see you because we're on Zoom, you see, at the same time as broadcasting on the radio. So we actually see each other. It's amazing. Crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, well, how, how are you all keeping, first of all? How has it been the lockdown for you guys? Have you been okay? I suppose we've had a, a degree of normality in the staff team in that we're coming to work, whereas a lot of people haven't been. We've got some of our team who are furloughed um, and we're keeping in touch with them. So they are doing um, a very good job of their, their part to keep everybody safe. And um, we are still running our core services and I'll tell you a little bit about each one if I may. Absolutely. I haven't told the world yet but you are um, part of the clinical services team there aren't you at Beaumont House because we've kind of we've kind of bridged this in in this way usually we talk to Kathy about fundraising last time we did talk about this um, we had a really good natter about that um, kind of off air afterwards we said we must kind of take uh, a lead with clinical to, to see exactly what's going on within Beaumont House during this pandemic. So I'm glad you've I'm glad you're, you're able to spend some time with us, uh, uh, Louise. Thank you. No, it's my pleasure. Um, we we really would like to get the message out to everybody listening that we are still running our services and we're here to support palliative patients and their families. And it might look a little different at the moment, but um, for instance, our day therapy, normally we have patients coming in for the day each week and lots of activities, a lovely lunch. And of course, that all had to be changed and we're doing a lot of support from uh, over the phone. And, and that's working well, but we, we thought we really needed to do a little bit more. So we've got lots of plans, um, including some Zoom sessions with quizzes and activities. And, and a lovely thing that they have planned next week is to offer afternoon tea um, to our day patients and their carers. So our catering team uh, will be baking and putting together a little a little pack to for us to deliver out to our day patients. Just to say we're missing you. Um, we hope hope you're doing okay at home. Yeah, mass, um, massive change, isn't it? Massive change throughout this pandemic. You know, I suppose lots of those people were kind of used to, to coming to you very very regularly to have this kind of support, weren't they? Yes, and the thing we've been very aware of is that. People are isolated, um, uh, but particularly perhaps if you've got a smaller circle around you generally, coming to the hospice once a week is really important. And those social contacts, those friendships that the patients make between themselves um, is as much a support as we are as a, as a clinical team. Um, so we're going to try and link them up with each, with each other as well as continuing our support. And then, of course, as, as the government allows us, we will... Um, hopefully bring, bring people back when it's safe and we're able to do so. Do we have any, any news on that yet? Uh, is, it, uh, is it still something to be discussed? Any, any news at all on, on when these services could return to, to some kind of normality? I think it's quite a long way off. We're, we're talking about supporting people from a distance at the moment. And it may be that there's a little bit of a halfway house so we can uh, perhaps go into the person's home initially rather than bringing groups of people to us. Um, many of the people we support are very vulnerable and that you know, is maybe just to 
from their disease or the medication they're taking and their age. So we want to be very careful in not introducing them to any unnecessary risks. Um, so we'll continue as we are and then as, uh, we'll watch the guidance very closely and, um, and safely bring people back, um, in, hopefully in the, in the months to come. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I bet it has been a, a more quiet experience and environment, hasn't it? Whilst, as you say, uh, those people haven't been able to come in and, and see you and also uh, with staff that have been furloughed. It's a very, very different environment indeed. Yeah, the house is normally vibrant. Mm -hmm. You know, it is. Uh, people have sometimes a fixed view of hospices, um, but uh, we can certainly reassure people that we, um, we make it a place of joy and happiness whenever we can. And um, certainly our day patients not being here, it's been very quiet, but we're still supporting our inpatients. So we have four beds and we've had a good high occupancy. So that really encourages us that we are supporting the people that need us. We're reaching those people. Um, but for them, there's been a big challenge because of the change in visiting, of course. Um, so many families haven't been able to come as they normally would. We normally have open visiting, come whenever you like. And we had to reduce the risks um, right down to visiting just in some very special circumstances. Um, so, yes, the beds are really, really important to offer some short term support to patients. Sometimes it's at the end of life and sometimes it's to help with uh, symptom control or prevent a hospital admission. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Kathy, how are you, Kathy Lowe? Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm in the same boat as Louise, and that, and that I've also worked through this. So um, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm I'm having next week off, and um, I think I'm ready for it. But when I look back over the last two months, and and you asked me to to say what you know what's happened since that last phone call, mm. it's it's very hard to actually pin it down because so much of things that we're probably not used to doing on in our in our previous jobs so it's very difficult to actually pin down and say well this is what we've achieved we've just been reacting to a lot of things i think so yeah um and 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 whilst we've been reacting a lot of times things have been going at quite a fast pace uh guidance has changed um things have been happening in terms of the support we've been getting and and um a lot to do in that time and i think it's created a little bit of a blur Mm. So, um, well, yeah, when we spoke um, last time, it was a lot of the conversation was about, you know, a lack of funds, wasn't it? That we needed to go, really go go for broke to try and close down a, a massive funding gap locally, wasn't it? How did that go? Yeah. Well, we we were actually overwhelmed in terms of the response we received from supporters. Um, we've always said that we rely so heavily on this community, and time and time again, they do come out and people. Um, across our catchment area just overwhelm us with the, 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 the passion and commitment really to Beaumont House and um, over the last two months I think the amount of financial donations we've received um, has now exceeded 90,000 90, pounds it's around about 93,000 pounds which is is a staggering amount of money when you consider this relatively small area that we um, that we cover um, and, and we just want to say thank you to so many people. We've, we've had so many people, um, we've had our own version of, of Captain Tom, probably haven't raised quite as much as money as he has, but we're still people who have gone out of their way and put themselves out of their comfort zone to raise funds for us in 
um, unprecedented times really and, and re relied on people who probably aren't necessarily sure what the future holds for them in terms of their job security and finances. So we're, we're, we're really overwhelmed. And, and because the fundraising team was um, on, the, on the whole was, was furloughed, we're down to, there's less than two and a half full-time equivalent members of staff. So dealing with that influx in the early days was, was um, uh, how can I say it's hard going when it's such a pleasure to open the envelopes that we were receiving, but we were worried that we wouldn't be able to say thank you quickly enough to the people that were so kindly supporting us. So um, it, yeah, it's been fabulous. It's fabulous. Does this now mean then that that money that you've just mentioned has solved the issue, or are we still looking? You can never, you can never solve financial issues, can you? They're, they're always there, but you know, it's helped, doesn't it? It, it has helped a great deal. It, it's it's helped significantly, and um, and there have been other sources of funding. We're very grateful for. We've had business grants. We've had support, as you'll know, probably. I have if you've listened to the the chancellors announcements so there was some money being fenced for the hospice movement and we've been fortunate enough to receive some of that H however and and that is that makes our position look quite healthy financially at the minute however it is the long term that we are remain very very concerned about um we we i, I think our gap i think i'm hope that i'm reasonably accurate because i haven't seen most up-to-date figures in saying that we've still got in excess two hundred thousand pounds to find to get us back to the position that we thought we'd be at at the end of this year and despite all of the the huge support we still have to try and um, plan in an unplannable period for where we can find that money um, and, and that's why we've decided that we'll go ahead with our be bright blue campaign mm -hmm. because we we wanted to we can't stay in a state of an emergency appeal constantly. And we wanted to be able to say thank you so much to everybody who supported us. But we now need to try to move on, continue with the message that we need funding, but try and change the, the mechanism a little bit, I suppose. Bring something new to it rather than sitting waiting for people to support us, but actually be more proactive now. Try to get people to engage with us and, and launch a campaign that we've actually done very successfully for the past five years across um across the area so be bright blue kicks off next monday how different is it going to be though this year <laughs> no how how different is it what have you had to do so obviously very different because in previous years what we've done is engaged local businesses who've done things like dress down days and cake sales we've gone to a lot of the local businesses um sort of retail outlets in town and ask them to put uh, displays in their window and to do things to support us. And, and we, we obviously can't do that. So we've changed the campaign this year to, um, we want to keep the awareness element, but we've, we've changed it to, I suppose, to, to try and encourage individuals to do something for us this year. Um, so what we are doing, um, launching on Monday is our um, a baking challenge. So we were, there's lots of cookery, hashtags and things going going around and, and we've decided that we're going to do a um a be bright blue bake for beaumont um challenge okay. online using social media okay. and what we're asking people to do is simply to bake something to take a picture of that post it online to tag five friends to do the same and hopefully make a donation of any amount they like um 
so it's it's asking people to do something and uh, pay for the pleasure, I suppose, in that they <laughs> they bake they bake something and then they donate to us. But we want to get a little bit of a um, uh, oh gosh, the words have escaped me. Uh, trending perhaps on some of the social media using <laughs> yeah. hashtags, yeah. Um, which I know a lot of the teenagers are um, very big into. So we thought we'd do something that could give people a bit of pleasure could raise our profile and hopefully we'll raise a bit of money through doing that initiative as well. Yeah. It's like a lockdown tax, isn't it? We've been sat around for 10 weeks <laughs> eating everything we shouldn't be eating out of the, out of the fridge <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, make a bit more of it. Make some more food that will make us fat and <laughs> let's eat it and then have to pay for, pay for the privilege. That's a fantastic idea. <laughs> and and we, what we think it's great also that we, we want to tie that message in with what the, uh, the team from the day therapy um, unit are doing next week as well, because as Louise said, we all do love a bit of cake and the fact that we can take some cake to a day therapy patients, we can make contact with them, tie that in with our baking challenge, then it's it's a very, I suppose it's a bit of a sweet message, isn't it? Oh, I like that. See what you did there. <laughs> so it's simple. We hope it's something people can do safely in their home. They can engage their children in and any donations that they make as a result of it, obviously, will go towards... Um, filling that gap that still exists for us, which is, yeah. like I say, still over £200,000. Yeah, yes. What a fantastic there's, there's a way. There's sort of simple, um, there's a few other threads to it. We are going to do an online auction for some beauty products and packages. We're going to make some online um, materials available for anybody that wants to download them, get the children to colour them and put them in the window that people have, I, I guess, done a lot of already with the rainbows and supporting NHS. But we're making some some. Uh, downloadable uh, images available for people to do that but we also want to encourage anybody that wants to do challenge for us in a normal way a lot of the challenges have been done but if people come up with new blue challenges we would love to see them and we'd love to talk to people that would like to support us that's fantastic isn't it really really good i was uh, i was over the moon actually you know over this nice early summer period with the amount of people that had decided to um, to open up to their own families anyway their back gardens and have little uh, little sing songs and things we were talking about this weren't we last time we, we spoke uh matt shepperson being one of them where he he did an entire concert in his back garden raising money for you guys and i think that's the whole point that the the spirit has always been to assist in any way that we can here in newark but it's it's just become more tricky hasn't it with the fact that nobody can go out and do or take part in traditional fundraising like we normally do but it doesn't stop us thinking about it, and I think this is a great idea to uh, to go down the the, the Bake Off challenge kind of thing with um, with Bree Bree this year. I think it's just great. And um, even though I can't cook, I will take part. <laughs> I don't Fantastic. think anyone will eat anything that I make. But uh, as my colleague, as my colleague says, it's not about the quality. It, you can make crisp. You can make rice crispy cakes. You can do anything you like. It's just about engaging people and passing that challenge on. No judgment will be made on the quality of the pay. <laughs> <laughs> and no doubt Louise and the, the clinical team will be having a go as well, I should think. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure I think we will. Got a pledge from Louise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's that's me and Kathy. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> We've got some fun, fine bakers in the team actually. And um, cake is very important to us all here. So I'm sure there'll be sure there'll be plenty of images appearing on on the social media <laughs> oh dear we have got uh, some Phil, of our in-house in catering team on in on this and i'm yeah. expecting to see one or two outstanding um examples of 
how to produce a cake. Yes, confectionery galore. <laughs> Louise is on a wander, I think. Louise, where are you I taking know. us? Where are you taking this? Is, this Sorry, is the power I'm, of Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just on the wander because the night shift are arriving and oh. I, I, they're going to be clunking in the background. <laughs> oh, I see. They're going to be making noises. <laughs> so, oh, I'd, I'd love, Phil, just to mention that it's volunteer week. I don't know if you've mentioned it on the yeah, radio this yes, week. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, because, of course, we're very well supported by volunteers um, who work in all departments. And it's just a, an opportunity for us to say um, a, a, thank, a special thank you for the huge contribution that they make. And, and we are missing them, too. Um, and hopefully we can welcome them back into all the roles that support the running of the hospice as soon as is safe to do so. But uh, mm. so that's, yeah, thank you, volunteers, if you're listening. Yes, um, I bet, I bet they've a, really missed a, it as well, haven't they? They've really oh, missed being part well, of it. Yes. Yeah. Some people volunteer because they, they like the social aspect or they want to give something back, you know, many different motivations. And um, and so we're, we're missing them all. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's not quite the same without all our uh, staff and, and volunteers. Yeah, fantastic. Lovely. Mm. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. We've got uh, Be Bright Blue starting then very shortly. And um, Remind me again, how, how long does it uh, run for? Because uh, is there a length of time we run this campaign for? We normally run it for about a week. Um, well, officially we promote it for a week, but um, in the past we've allowed it to, to spill over because we know that, you know, we don't want to be too restrictive. So um, it will run on beyond the week and for as long as we can keep the baking challenge going, as long as as long as long people are tagging, we will carry on um, saying thank you and encouraging them to, um, to bake more and tag more. Wonderful, absolutely fantastic. Well, it's a pleasure to see both of you. Um, I like this. I like this. Uh, this this effort where we can all kind of sit virtually and, and chat away. I think it's it's brilliant. It's one of the things of lockdown that at first I wasn't so sure about with broadcasting. I'm thinking I really like being in a room with people and and, and getting to know you know the the subject matter and stuff. But uh, with none of us have been able to do it and and to do it like this using Zoom and other uh, platforms has been fantastic. So I'm just going to wish you all the best with Be Bright Blue. We should speak again after that, no doubt. No doubt we will, uh, Cathy. And it's a pleasure to talk to you, Louise. I mean, we've not we've not chatted on the radio before, but uh, yeah, I hope that uh, the team is back together very very soon. And I also hope that the volunteer team are able to get back into into being part of Beaumont House as soon as they can also. But for the moment. Both of you, thank you very, very much. And, uh, and we'll keep in touch, yes? Yes, yeah, of course. Phil. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Take care.